Well, welcome to uh, a new edition of Matt's Mates. And uh, I've got one of my mates, Cheryl, from uh, Rosarito in Mexico and her new, well, not, I guess it's not new anymore, but her husband, Francisco. Uh, welcome. It's nice to, nice to catch up. It's been a little while. How's it going there in Rosarito at the moment? Go ahead, honey. What? What's what? How, how, How's how, it going in Rosarito? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, here in Rosarito, is is going uh, about um, the virus is. Um, we've been safe, and in, in it's uh, the uh, the government is working and helping people a lot. So we kind of safe. People are really adhering to being careful and social distancing. The stores are well set up to take care of people. As you walk in the doors, there's a hand sanitizer. They're disinfecting the buggies in between people. Actually, they're handling things very well. Now, Cheryl, you've done a lot and, of... Uh, go ahead, Francisco. Oh, yeah, and you, uh, when we go to the stores, and you... We are amazed because people lose, listen to the authorities and following directions. And, you know, for sure, we praying for our city and, 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 and our church. We praying for the government. So, thanks God they listen. So, is that normal for Mexico that people listen to the authorities like that? Honestly, no. <laughs> but like I said before, we pray a lot for our city, for our Mexican governments, and for the entire uh, Mexican country. So God is working in everybody. Now, Cheryl, you do a lot of ministry to women in prison. How, how's it looking in the prison system at the moment? Um, the prison uh, system shut down the prisons all over Mexico to outsiders. Uh, the cool part is we've been going in for the last 10 years. So we have some of the prisoners have we have contact with. And they tell us that they're doing really well and they miss us. Hmm. We did hear recently that they have, um, because of the fear of the prisoners getting sick, they have some sort of a new law that's been passed and some that have been there for a long period of time or those that are close to um, getting out will be released. So when we get back into the prison, we have no idea what it's gonna look like. Wow. So what has been happening? Like, have, have you been restricted to your homes in, in Mexico? They want us, especially as seniors, we're um, both you know, in our 60s, they want us to remain in our homes uh, except for essential shopping. So Friday is the day we go out, we go to the bank, we go get groceries. Um, because the ministry funds, um, we're using less of them now, we have been handing out a lot of um, grocery gift cards to people who are in great need. There are many people who have lost their jobs. Hmm. So I guess that, that's always the other side of this at the moment. How, how how big is the impact on the economy there? Like how how many people would have lost their jobs? Huge, 
huge amount of people. I don't, I don't have a percentage, but there's the little man that stands on the streets selling peanuts and nobody can be on the streets. I don't know how that little man is being fed now. The people mm. on the beaches, we are a, a place of tourism here and everybody is called to stay inside. Nobody's allowed on the beaches. Those people that are selling hats or, or food on the beach, I don't know how they're feeding their families. And it's interesting, I mean, here in Australia, we have a social security system that just has kicked in for most Australians. I mean, for foreign residents, it's not working so well, but but that wouldn't be the same for the, the little man selling peanuts on the in the street in Mexico, would it? No, 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 no. They do have um, places through the government where they're giving out bags of food for people, but they have no other source of income that they can get. They do have um, bills that are deferred. You know, they've given them um, four months um, leeway to, to pay bills. But other than that, that's, that's all they have is the government is reaching out the best they can with what they've got, supplying food for the people that haven't got any. Yeah, yeah go Francisco. You know, the, the new president in Mexico is, is doing a good job, but um, he's uh, like given um, money for several people, but it's never enough. Yeah. So he can risk because he's, he's been in one year and he's uh, as president. So he got a lot of work, a uh, lot of stuff to work on, but he's doing his best too. Yeah, absolutely. And um, they do have a free medical system which is good. Yeah, a bit better than the States, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's good. Um, so tell us, uh, how, how are the churches responding to this moment? Are, are people allowed to gather in, in church or have the churches been restricted? No, the churches are restricted. Um, we are on staff at Calvary Chapel Rosarito. And so we have been doing live streaming and car church. Car church is like similar to a drive-in theater. On Sunday mornings, there's a nine o'clock and 11 o'clock service. The first one they did was for Easter and it was such a hit. Um, people are social distancing because they're not touching each other. Um, they have a, a big stage and we're doing service that way. This coming Sunday, we continue doing it until the, the coronavirus is finished. That's fantastic. So how many people turn up at car church? I can't imagine it. 150. That's 150 fantastic. cars. So I don't know how many people were in each of those cars, but if you go with you know, five people per car, that's a lot of people came. That's brilliant. Well, I'll have to think about that here in Tasmania, car church. How do you hear? I guess people wind down their windows, do they? And you turn up the crank up the sound? Is that how it works? They also had, oh, well, they also had a drive-in theater one night and somehow they figure out that they, you, you turn your car on to 89.9 uh, for Spanish and 96.3 for English. I have no idea how they figured this out. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I have a sense that some of these things people are not going to want to let go of as we, as we, some of these innovations, I think will keep on going. 
Do you have a sense of what God's doing in this, in the church in Mexico? Is there things that you can see sort of bubbling up to the surface in what God's doing at the moment? Yes, it's amazing. Because um, people are so hungry and walking in fear and trepidation because they just, they're the uncertainty. Uh, We do the live streaming and we do the... um, I, you know, you, all of our staff invite people from their, their own contact list. And I have people responding that I never dreamt would see church online like that. It's amazing. And then we have people that are getting saved online. So the pastors are responding to them and contacting them and encouraging them. And yeah, it's actually, it's amazing. But- I think it's interesting. I'm picking that up right across the world that somehow God is using this to reach people that would not have been reached any other way. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, how, how can people be praying for you guys and, and the ministry that God has, has you doing now? Like uh, what, uh, what, I guess, what are your next steps as you prepare to to think about the future and how can we be praying for you? You know, um, I think the greatest prayer need is, is when this is all over, getting back into normality, whatever normality will be. I don't think, I don't think we'll ever be the same, Hmm. um, to be quite honest with you, because this has impacted the world. Hmm. Not just a little area, but this has impacted the world. So um, I, I've seen through this that our, like our leaders of Celebrate Recovery through the church are so passionate. We, we reach out to them and encourage them to encourage others. And that's what they're doing. They're having, we, uh, um, most of us are not um, into the Zoom yet. We're still doing the video chats on Messenger. <laughs> and, you know, it's kind of cool to hear from our leaders that they're still meeting once a week with their groups. So I think that this has really changed everybody. Um, there is an extra sense of caring for one another. Hmm. is beautiful. So, I mean, my prayer would be that that would stay that that sense of community, that sense of family would stay even when this is all done because, you know, we've had to stay home. People are cooking more and, um, you know, contacting people by phone more. I think with all the technology, you know, we all got so busy that we were lacking some of that. And my prayer is that that will not come back, that we will recognize how much, these relationships are yeah absolutely now uh i first met you when i was the mission pastor at st albert alliance church and you were at you and rob uh you were our uh missionaries i probably should point out that uh rod your husband passed away a few years ago now and and so this is a bit of a uh, it's quite exciting to see you with francisco like for us who have been sort of praying for you and supporting you from a distance it's it's been a, a, it's a joy to see you two get together, um, but uh, you you were working with a mob called Hugo, but now you're working with a mob called 
mission to every nation. And how do people support you or get in, get information about your ministry there? Uh, we send out, you know, I, well, some people send out monthly prayer letters. Mine is every couple months. And, um, you know, then people find out what we're doing. We have a blog online, you know, under Cheryl Hoople, our Hoople's Hideaway online. And um, we have been really blessed. Um, God has taken good care of us. We are able to have other people serving alongside us in ministry that are absolutely amazing mm -hmm. people that we are able to give love gifts to because they do a lot of work. And they're amazing. And we feel like we have the best job in the world. Yes. <laughs> For people who are, who are just picking it up, uh, Cheryl's been involved in prison ministry, but particularly uh, recovery ministry. And, and so, Francisco, you've been roped into being part of some of that as well. Is that right? You're, you're part of it now as well. Oh, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, it's something that I wanted to do all the time and keep praying. And, and uh, out of the blues, God gave me uh, a good answer. Um, my wife and, and uh, serving to a lot of people in our church. Francisco yeah. comes from a celebrated recovery background. And um, he has been in the church for the last nine years. And uh, how many months ago? I don't know. Not that many months ago. I believe it was January. He was ordained as a pastor and the pastor of Celebrate Recovery. Fantastic. That's, as I said, from a distance, like, uh, it's, it's just so encouraging to see you guys and see the, the ministry and, and what you've been part of. And Cheryl, the, the remarkable journey you you've been on over the last I guess it's is it five years uh, it's been a well it's been I, I I first met you probably about I guess it's about eight or nine years ago now anyway I'm, I'm losing track of you. they all they all blend in together but uh, I, I am so encouraged and, and it's lovely to get a little bit of a glimpse of what God's up to there in Mexico thanks for taking the time and Francisco I apologize for the Australian accent it is hard to understand when you, you know, <laughs> Cheryl had to get used to it for a bit. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's lovely, lovely to meet you, Francisco, and it's good to catch up again, Cheryl. Well, it's great to chat. Nice to meet you, Pastor.